I'm Sparkling Joe Chamberlain. I've devoted some of my time to investigating the truths that often elude us. What made that sound in the woods? What's that light in the sky? Why is it so cold in here? We'll find the answers to these questions and so much more on... Category Unknown, hosted by Sparkling Joe Chamberlain. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Category Unknown, hosted by Sparkling Joe Chamberlain. I'm Sparkling Joe Chamberlain. I'm the guy who hosted Category Unknown, hosted by Sparkling Joe Chamberlain on the radio years ago. And now I'm also Sparkling Joe Chamberlain, who is now presenting those old radio shows to you as a podcast. This episode is the 18th episode. Ooh, we're getting close to 20. And uh, it's a good one. And it's the Halloween podcast episode for this year, but it's not an episode of the radio show that actually aired on Halloween. It actually aired the week before Halloween. It aired on October 24th, 1987. But I thought it had a really good thing in it that was very Halloween-y related. And it was the Halloween time of year episode anyway, so I thought this is a good one for Halloween this year. So uh, I won't say any more about it. I'll just get right into it right now. And I'm going to press play. All right, we got one more pack, and that's the whole box. Let's see what we got here. All right. Oh, starting off pretty good. We got uh, Mel Hall, uh, Kevin Gross, Paul Molitor, Ed Owen, uh, Sarah Butera, David Lopez, Jose Canseco, uh, Glenn Wilson, Jay Tibbs, Atlee Hammaker, Ed Hearn, Ron Kittle, Robin Yount, two brewers, all right. Uh, Mike Schmidt, and Tito Landrum, Dennis Lamp, and the final card of the box, Mr. Larry Sheets. All right. Well, that was it. 36 packs. I picked that box up on the way here to the studio tonight, and turns out we... Didn't really have a topic prepared, so wouldn't you know it? Just opened up my new box of cards, and I'd say that filled time pretty well. So, well, Elvin, what do you what do you think? I got a lot of sorting to do when I get home, and a whole lot of gum to chew. So, you got anything to add, Elvin? Elvin, are you still there? Elvin, hello? Oh, oh. Oh, yeah, hi, Dan. Uh, I'm still here. All right. Sorry, I, I was just reading the newspaper. Oh, okay. Well, what did you think of that? those last couple packs? I thought we got some good cards, huh? Oh, um, I, I stopped paying attention after, like, uh, pack three, I really? think. Pack three. What? Yeah, I have I had absolutely no interest in what your cards you got. Okay. Oh, well, oh, I thought you were listening. Well. Oh, no, not at I, all. I'm sorry. We don't have time to go back through all the packs you missed again. I got them all oh, kind of fine. stacked up here now. I that's don't know fine. what packs are what. Uh, yeah, I, guess I don't care. We're almost done with the show anyway, so oh, I guess. Oh, ain't that a shame. Well, I guess that's going to be it for Score Talk then. Uh, well, I, we'll see you next week. All right. All right. Good night, Alvin. Yeah, good night, uh, Dan. If you ever do this again, I'm going to quit the show. All right. All right. I promise I'll never, I'll never do this again. But okay. we got to come up with some ideas, and you need to help with that. No, that's not part of the deal. The deal was I get to stay at home and call in on the phone, and then you do everything else, and I just talk. 
All right, you're right. You're right. That's the deal. Yep. That's the one we made. Okay. All right, well, I guess we'll talk to y'all next week, and I'll see you later, Alan. All right. right. Good night. Good night. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Category Unknown, hosted by me, Sparkling Joe Chamberlain. Tonight, oh, I got something special for you. I'm not, I'm not as enthusiastic about it as I would have wanted to have been, but I'm contractually obligated to play it, and I had to wait months and months to play it because we had to wait for the movie to actually be released, but... Tonight I'm going to play for you a recording that I made when I did a set visit to the set of the new film, Meat Cleaver 5, The Last Course. That's right, it's the last Meat Cleaver movie in the entire series, and I don't know about you, but I've loved all of them. But I had to, I had to go to the set, and well, I won't say had to, because I was really looking forward to it, and I was going to have a good time, and I did have a little bit of a good time. I made a, made a good friend there, as you'll hear, but um, it didn't really go quite as planned. So, uh, but I was, like I said, contractually contractually obligated to play the, the recording as a promotion for the movie tonight. So, so you're going to hear it. And this was back, a couple, this was like about five or six months ago, and I had to wait for the movie to come out, which is not this week that it's been playing in the th- <clears throat> in the theaters. Sorry, I'm a, I got a frog in my throat. <coughs> yeah, all right, anyways, we're going to get to that in a little bit, but first, we're going to do some weird news of the world. ha, <laughs> ha. Crop circles! Man, I love some crop circle stories. And, well, this week, a crop circle was found in the field owned by farmer Manny Nicholson. Wait, Manny Mickelson of Lodi, Wisconsin. Manny was going out to harvest one of his cornfields when he discovered a large circular shape had been cut into the field. While walking through the virtual maze of passages cut into his corn, Manny got lost. Finally, with the day almost fully passed and the sun setting on the horizon, Manny decided to just walk through the corn and he made his way towards the highway. That seems like he could have figured that out sooner. 
Um, he walked up his driveway back to his house, and he discovered a car there. He went inside, and his wife was serving coffee to Mr. and Mrs. Fred and Angie Font, who were had been waiting for him for a couple of hours then. And uh, he, I guess, had made a deal with them that... Uh, they were going to set up a Halloween haunted maze in his field, and he just forgot about... Wait a minute, is this just a story about some dumb farmer who forgot that he was going to help someone set up a haunted cornfield maze for Halloween? I mean, this isn't the story isn't about crop circles. Philip, why the heck did you give me this story to read? I keep telling you, you got to read past the first two lines. No, man, you got... I mean, first it was that hermaphrodite story, and now this? God, you got you get your head out of your keister, man. All right, let's go to the next one. All right, the next story is about a strange fish seen off the coast of Malibu two weeks ago. The surfer guy who saw it said it had long blonde hair and, quote, a totally bodacious body, unquote, from the waist up. But, uh, and quote again, a grody fish face, unquote. <laughs> what do you think, listeners? Uh, was this a real-life mermaid? Or just some surfer dude smoking some doobies and then picking on some unfortunate young lady? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a firm believer in mermaids, but, you know, if someone came across one, I'd, I'd listen to their story. Like, you know, especially if that mermaid was like that Daryl Hannah, whoo, I would, I'd listen to that story more than once. Because <laughs> I did. I went to see that movie a couple of times. All right. Is that, that's it? All right. That's it for Weird News of the World this week. Uh, we're going to take a break right now. And when we come back, I'll play that uh, set visit recording I did to the set of Meat Cleaver 5, the last. So, no, the last course. And uh, after that, I think we're just going to do some open lines. And since it's getting close to the Halloween time of year, maybe y'all can call in with some ghost stories or some spookiness that you have for me. So uh, get to those phone lines. That's um, 414-3. And we'll be right back after this break. Come on down to Spookyville. You will experience lots of thrills. Ghosts and goblins will claim your soul. If you don't watch where you go. Boys and poopers and monster guys. You might think that you're gonna die. But it's all good fun, so don't you cry. Spookyville is safe and dry. Yes, we're back again this year. It's Spookyville, the amazing Halloween haunted house experience. After last year's trouble, we've had our building's electrical system completely overhauled. So rest assured that this year, you and your children can come on down and have a 100% shock-free romp through our haunted house. Electrical shocks, that is, because there will still be plenty of family-friendly shocks and terrors to experience at Spookyville but not electric shocks. We're just north of town on Rustic Center Road. Spookyville! That's because he's wearing leather mist. A new scent from Dino Dinatelli. Oh yeah! Hello, 
about just as department star 1854 North Center Street. All right, welcome back, everyone. And in a moment, we'll be getting into that on-set recording that I did behind the scenes of Meat Cleaver 5, The Last Course. And this is the final Meat Cleaver movie. It's a big deal. Everyone's talking about it. And I was invited personally to come to the set and to do a little recording beforehand. That was about five or six months ago. Now I'm playing it. Uh, contract fulfilled. But uh, afterwards, we're going to have a, a short open line segment for the end of the show. So if you have like a short Halloween-y type spooky story or some sort of event that happened to you or anything like that, you want to call in and tell us it, that number is 414 Call in and wait and we'll get to you at the end of the episode. But first, we're going to get right to this behind-the-scenes recording from the set of Meat Cleaver 5, The Last Course. <laughs> Hi, everyone. This is Sparkle and Joe Chamberlain, and I am here right now live on the set of Meat Cleaver 5, The Last Course, which is uh, filming uh, real close to the radio, WLQL radio uh, station facilities. And it's at the Dropped Antler Supper Club, which you probably know. It's just outside of town. And um, I'm here with director Neil Heiner. How you doing, Neil? Hi, Joe. How you doing? I'm glad you could be here. I'm a huge fan of yours. I'm really happy oh. you're here. Oh, that's great. How did you how did you become a fan of my show? Oh, well, I went, I went to school at UW-Madison in the 70s. Oh, and, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, we used to listen to your show every Saturday night. And we loved it. Oh. It was so oh, trippy. Well, you... Man, so you go back like to the original days then, huh? Oh yeah, from the start, very start. So um so then what made you you don't live in Wisconsin, do you? Oh no no no. I'm I'm out in Los Angeles now. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, but you know what happened was last year I was in Guam, right? I'm in Guam of all places. Oh. And we're filming a movie called Island of the Girl Eaters. You seen No, that? no, actually I haven't seen that. I'll have to go check it out, see if they got it at the video store. No, well, it's not a video yet, but I'll, I'll send you a screener. I'll send you a screener, okay? Oh. Oh, thank you. All right, well, but anyways, right, we're on Guam, right? And I, I got nothing to do. I got no TV oh. in my trailer, so once I got Saturday night off, right? Oh, yeah? Nothing to do. So I, I go, I'm listening to radio, and I'm tuning through the radio, and, you know, what, what you doing? Who comes on the radio? Who? My little Judge Chamberlain. Oh. <laughs> and you can't go on no show. <laughs> Well, you know, you're lucky because oh, yeah? Guam is the only other place in the entire world where Category Unknown is on the radio other oh. than here in Wisconsin. So really? you just lucked out, buddy. Really? You're telling me the truth here? Why, why is that? Why well, is it's kind of a long story, but just, I mean, shortly, our station owner's dad, he started the station, yeah. and he was in Guam during the war, yeah. and... Um, he, at some point, decided he was going to buy some property in Guam. I guess he liked it yeah. there, and he wanted to retire there. He actually did retire there now, yeah. and uh, his son took over the radio station, but yeah. for some reason, he decided he was also going to broadcast his WLQL radio station in Guam. Really? Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's yeah I mean, 
I mean, there's also like stories about tax shelter stuff. I don't know, but I, I think it's just that he just wanted to give the people of Guam something to listen to other than whatever else they have to listen to. That's a great story, uh-huh. man. That's really, that's amazing. But you know what happened when I came back here to the States? I got this job filled Meat Cleaver 5. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Meat Cleaver 5, <laughs> the Last Supper. <laughs> no, no, the last course, the last course. Oh, oh, of course, the last course, Meat Cleaver 5, the last course. <laughs> yeah, well, anyways, I got this job. I thought, you know, remember when I was in Madison? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm mean, here with Wisconsin, and there's all kinds of supper clubs everywhere around the area, right? Yeah. So I thought, I'm going to set Meat Cleaver 5. In a Wisconsin supper club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to invite Sparkly George to this thing. Oh, well, I thank you very much. Because the Meat Cleaver series is one of my favorite series of horror films. Oh, yeah, mine too, man. It's can can awesome. I ask you something? Yeah, what, what? Am I going to be able to see Elijah Schumacher? What, Shane? You and me, Shane? Yeah, Shane Woodley, who plays Elijah Schumacher, the deadly killer of the Meat Cleaver series. You think I could, you, could I meet him? Oh, yeah, of course you could meet Shane. He's a puppy dog. He's great. But but am I going to get to see him, like, in the whole get-up, you know, with his yeah. chef's hat on and that rusty old colander that he wears for a mask? Ooh, I, I tell you what. Yeah. Oh, I cannot wait. He's so scary, he's cool and scary. Oh, yeah. It's no problem at all. All right. But you know what, Joe? They're almost done setting up. Oh, yeah? We're going to have our first shot of the night. All okay. right? So you feel free to go around and talk to everybody on the set. Uh, well, we're not shooting, but, you know, you've been on a movie set, so you know how it goes. Oh, yeah, of course. You cameras, right? Oh, okay. All right. Well, thanks, Neil. All, All right. right. Thank you. I'll tell you later, buddy. Wow, this is a busy film set. I haven't been on location film shooting in quite a while. So this is kind of exciting. And I'm going over right now. I'm going to meet Mr. Shane Woodley, who plays Elijah Schumacher, the murderer of the Meat Cleaver movies. And I'm going to talk to him right now. He's just over there. Come on, let's go. Coming out the bottom of the head. Hi. 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 See this head? This yeah. This isn't a real head. It's a fake head. Oh, yeah. But it's got hoses coming out of the bottom of the head. It, hoses? Oh, yeah. What yeah. What does it do? Uh, it just sprays blood. Oh, yeah? Pretty much everything around here sprays blood all over. Oh, yeah? So, hi. You're Shane Woodley, right? Uh, yeah. I'm Shane Woodley. Hi. I'm a stunt guy. And I play Elijah Schumacher. I'm a murderer. Oh, that that's great, because I, I wanted to meet you because I'm Sparkle and Joe Chamberlain. I host a radio uh-huh. show, and I'm... I'm what? really a big fan of your, you and your movies. What kind of radio show do you host? Oh, it's well, usually it's about like weird things like uh-huh. ghosts and aliens and paranormal things. Uh, oh, awesome! Did I talk about a Dracula once? Well, yeah, we. I've talked about like vampires and stuff. Yeah. Awesome! I want to play a vampire, but Dracula. Mainly. Yeah? But they told me I can't, but they said maybe I could play a Wolfman or a Frankenstein. Oh, yeah? I kind of play yeah. a Frankenstein sometimes. Really? Awesome! Yeah, I host a, you know, like a monster movie show. Oh. I host it. It's called Dr. Frankenjoe, and on there I play a Frankenstein creation type guy. Awesome! Do you get to wear bolts on your neck? Yeah, yeah, actually I do. I do wear bolts on my neck. Awesome! I 
I would have went bolts on my neck, but I or I can only do that when I'm playing Frankenstein, which I haven't done yet. I've been playing Elijah Schumacher five times now, though. Oh, well, isn't it only four, though? Because he wasn't in the first movie, was he? Eh, he four movies, but I played him in a parade once. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's, that's I, I wasn't supposed to, though, and they, they oh. hollered at me. Who who hollered at you? The parade organizers? Yes, and the cops. Uh, that was lame. Oh, I'm sorry to hear about that. Yeah, this is awesome, though. I like doing this. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad. Hey, see this? Yeah? That's my chef's hat. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. I've been wanting to see that. Where's the Where's the mask? Right, the, the calendar mask? Yeah. Oh, it's over here. Here, we want to check it out. Oh, that's neat. <laughs> here you go. Hey, you want to try it on? Can I? Can I try it on? Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. Just don't let Gerb see you. She'll holler at us. Oh, this is neat. Oh, yeah. this is weird, though. How do you see out of this thing? Uh, just with your eyes, like normal. Oh, okay. Oh, we better get that off you. I just oh, saw Gerb over here. Oh, here you go. Yeah. He'll holler at you. He's got problems. Oh, yeah? I think they probably stem from him having a, a overly bearing mother and a abusive father when he was growing oh. up. He's also got hang-ups about uh, sex. Oh, yeah? Gerb, you said? Yeah, Gerb Petropolis. He's a producer on these movies. I kind of, I wrote about him in my doctorate thesis, but I didn't Do- use his real name. I just called him G, but he featured heavily in the whole thing. In your doctorate thesis, you said? Yeah, yeah, I just got it last year. You're, wait, you're a doctor? Yeah, doctor psychology. Wow. Dr. Shane Woodley. Wow, well done. Yeah. That's impressive. All right, thanks. You know what, Joe? You're really neat. Oh. You want to be my friend? Oh, yeah, of course, man, of course. Awesome. In fact, I, I already thought we were kind of being friends. Yeah. yeah, I think we were. Yeah. All right, awesome. Good, good talking to you, Joe. I got to yeah. hurry up because I got to finish my makeup. They're going to need me on set, and I don't want to get hollered at again. Oh, okay. All right, Shane. Well, yeah, it was good nights talking to you, too, and yeah. I'm glad we, I made a new friend today. All right, I'll, I'll talk to you later. All right, see you later. Wow, that was, that was nice. That was Shane Woodley. He stars in the Meat Cleaver series as Elijah Schumacher, the murderer. All right, all right, cut, cut. Okay, go cut. I'm not supposed to talk on this side. Well, there's shooting. I'm going to do it one more time, all right? Oh, he's, he's directing the actress in the scene. Oh, he's talking to Shane Woodley, the crazy guy. Oh, he wants to just grab it or hair harder even. That looks like it hurt last time. Oh, there's another guy coming up now. What the f***? What can I see Oh, hey, Gerb. How you doing there, buddy? We just shoot the scene the way I told you. Never mind that Where's the f***ing tits? Oh. Get those tits all down. I think this is Gerb Petropolis, the producer. She's thinking, whatever I say, she's supposed to be f***ing like you. Get those tits out. Come on, get the tits out. All right, Cindy, I guess you got... He seems a very rude man. I don't, I don't know if I like him. kind of movie make you... Who's this okay. clown? What? Who's this clown over here? Oh, oh that's my buddy sparkling duct table. You need to do a oh. step and he's doing some promotion for the movie. Uh, hi. 
Shut the f up. What the f is he doing on my set? I just said he's doing promotion for the movie. Do it. Uh, what do you mean your set? I'm the director. This is my set. The director? What kind of f director are you? You shoot a scene with no tits in it, and then you got this guy standing there talking to a tape recorder. Get off the f set. I direct this f movie myself. Get out of here. I can't just stand by, sir. You, you, sir, you are not a gentleman. You are a crude man. Alright, I don't know how much of that we got on the tape, but um I'm out right now I'm outside the uh the dropped antler supper club. Uh, I'm waiting for my waiting for my car to get here. If I hope it's gonna be here soon, but um I just had kind of an altercation with uh um Gerb Petropolis, producer of uh, Meat Cleaver 5, the final course, he, he, he came over, he assaulted me, thankfully he didn't uh, break my tape recorder though, I'm going to have to talk to my lawyers in the morning, but I don't know what's going to come of that, and I'm afraid that my friend Neil Heiner, he's, I think he got fired, um, Oh, uh, Neil just came out the door. Uh, hey, Neil, what? how's it going, buddy? What? Everything okay? Get away from me, you f***ing package. Oh, I'm sorry, Neil, I'm sorry. I just, oh, man. All right, well, I guess that's going to do it for my on-set report from Meat Cleaver 5, the final supper, um... That was the uh, director, Neil Heiner, uh, just walking away off into the night. All right, there you have it, my behind-the-scenes recording, live from the on-set location shooting of Meat Cleaver 5, The Last Supper. And that's the last Meat Cleaver movie ever to be made. That's so long, Elijah, so long... All the murdering, I guess. There's other movies with murdering that we can watch instead, right? But I guess none of them are going to be the same as the Meat Cleaver Saga. So, anyways, I hope that you guys enjoyed that. Um, I'm I'm really sorry about what happened with uh, Neil Heiner, the director. He, he was so nice to invite me, and then that got bad. But I tell you what, I became pretty good friends with... Uh, uh, Shane Woodley, the guy who plays Elijah Schumacher, he wrote me a letter after that, and I couldn't really read it. It was the way it was written, but anyway, I think Keith likes me, and I liked him too. We haven't really talked since then, though. But anyways, uh, we're gonna take another quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna get into those calls. So I think we got full lines, but just in case, that number again is four one four. And we will be back right after this break. Now at Cassette Nation, Bruce Springsteen's new album, Tunnel of Love. 
New Cassette Singles, Faith by George Michael, Got My Mind Set on You by George Harrison, and Three Free Hands by Saturday's Girlfriends. Come on into Cassette Nation, located within the Corporal Nilschmidt's Memorial Shopping Plaza. Cassette Nation! Cassette Nation! Playing this week at the Broadway Cinema on Center Street. The origins of the fire that destroyed the restaurant are currently unknown. Authorities say that so far they have uncovered seven bodies and that there was one survivor who is currently in a catatonic state and unresponsive to any questions. Oh, come on, Tina, turn that radio but off. Chad, that's the restaurant that Debbie works at. It's just down the road. I hope she's okay. Oh, come on, baby, you're killing my buzz. Let's make it. Oh, yeah. His restaurant home may have burned to the ground, but Elijah Schumacher is back for one deadly last course of murder. Meat Cleaver Part 5, The Last Course. Directed by Gert Petropolis. Rated R. All right, welcome back. And like I said, let's get into these open lines. We got a couple of calls here. Let's go to the first one. Hello, caller. What do you have to talk, talk about? Um, yeah. Hello? Uh, yeah, Thor, sorry, that wasn't a very good introduction, but you're on the air, sir. Oh, okay. I, hi, Joe. Uh, hi. I thought I heard that you like Halloween, right? Oh, yeah, I love Halloween. It's one of my favorite times of year. Okay. okay. Then how come last year I brought my son and we stopped by your house? I know it was your house because you came to the door. Okay. And you only gave him one Tootsie Roll for, for trick-or-treat. Oh, um, well, last year I ran out of candy kind of early. I mean, I started yeah. running out, so I started kind of rationing it. I'm sorry, your son must have come to my house uh, later in the evening. It was, uh, yeah, it was kind of late. Oh, yeah. So I'm sorry. I mean, I, that's the thing is I get so excited. I start handing out the candy like crazy. And then halfway through trick-or-treat, I'm like, oh, I'm almost out of candy. I better start calming it down a bit. Okay. Well, that's, that's understandable. That happens to us all. Okay. Yeah. So next, this coming uh, trick-or-treat this yeah. week, we'll, we'll stop by earlier then. Oh, all right. Yeah, go. Yeah, that's great. Come on by as early as you can. Then okay. you'll be more likely to catch me when I'm freaking out and handing out fistfuls of candy. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll expect uh, extra for my boy but, to make up for last year. Well, well, I mean, I mean, I'll just I'll give him some candy, but I'm, I'm not obligated to give anybody anything, you know. Well, but it's just trick you know, or treat, you know. Like I, I can give out what I what I want. But I think because of last year's disappointing outcome. Uh, you you owe it to my boy to have uh, at least more than the other boys. Well, sir, I'll give him what I give him. No, no, you give him you give him what he deserves. Okay? Well, if I could do that, sir, he would have a new daddy. Okay, what? let's what? go to the next call, uh, Philip. Let's get to the next one. 
All right, caller, uh, you're on the air. What do you got for us? I hope it's a scary story for Halloween time. There's a house up the road hey, that's got hey, hey, buddy, can you just hold the phone a little bit away from your mouth? You're blowing out our system here. <laughs> you're okay, loud. all right. There's a house up the road that's got these ghosts. Hey, hey. But hey, now um, now you're holding the phone a little too far away. We can't quite oh. hear what you're saying. So you can hold it a little closer. Oh, okay. Okay, there's a house up the road that's the, got these ghosts in it. And the ghosts, they make the doors go bang all night. Yeah, and uh, okay. Night. You know, you're kind of loud, but oh, just tell the story. Okay, the doors go bang all night. And then um, they make noise, and I can't get to sleep at night. Because okay. the house is Have you, um, have you tried talking to the people who live there? Well, I don't want to talk to them because they're, they're ghosts and they scare me. Oh. So, okay, but, so, I mean, you know they're ghosts, though, but... Yeah. But how do you know it's not just the people that live there making all the noise, banging the doors? They're, they're like, shouting or anything, too? Yeah, there's lots of shouting and bad words and everything. All right, well, I guess then your only option would be to call the local church and uh, talk to one of the priests there and see if he could come help you with those ghosts. All right, well, good luck with that, sir. Um, all right, uh, Philip, let's get on to the next caller. Okay. Hi, caller. Uh, what do you got for us? Is it another spooky story like that last one? I think it is, yeah. It's, uh, there's these guys that came to my house one time. Yeah. I called this Air Force to report a UFO once. Oh, yeah? And, I mean, this isn't, like, ghost scary, but it's scary because I didn't know who these guys were. Oh, that's okay. They came to my house, and one of them was wearing a black suit. Yeah? And the other one was wearing a blue suit. And, oh, okay, and was there anything else weird about these guys? I was fairly convinced that they were robots. Oh, you thought, oh, they were robots, oh. Yeah. So you think that the Air Force is sending out robots to uh, intimidate people who call about UFOs? That's quite a possibility. When I was in the Air Force, oh? we yeah. didn't have any robots yet. So I think it's a new thing since then, since the war. Since the war? Well, which war? The, like the, uh, the big one? The big World War Two? No, the Korean War. I was in the Korean War, yeah. but we didn't have robots then. Well, yeah, as far as I know, nobody has robots yet in the military. Um, I mean, they might, but they're keeping them on the down low if they do. I made it Soviet. The Soviets might have them, though. Oh, oh my. You think, you think the Soviets sent their robots to me? No, if they sent the robots to you, I don't think it was the Soviets that would have sent the but robots. Who, but who would have sent the robots to me? And the, these were... Very technically advanced robots. Well, sir, how do you even know they were robots? I, I mean, are you certain they were robots? I know they were robots. I just know that these were very much robots. But did they have robot features, like but, metal robot limbs or something? No, they were very human-like robots, and they had they didn't have robot features at all. But then how do you know they were robots, sir? I, think, I know they were I think robots. you might be just overdoing it a little bit, and um, you might have just had... Like some uh, salesman or something on your lawn. And that could be kind of scary sometimes, but that doesn't necessarily mean they were robots. Um, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to go on to the next caller. I hope you can get this figured out. Maybe call the Air Force again and see if 
if they'll uh, tell you what's going on. All right, uh, let's go to the next caller. Hi, caller. You're on the air, and what do you got for us? Hello, Mr. Chamberlain. My name is Father Dundee. Did, uh, fa- did you say Father Dundee? Yes, Father Dundee. <laughs> I serve at uh, St. Michael's Church. In the- good, good on you, uh, blimey Joe. <laughs> yes. yes, my name is Dundee. So I- yeah, the Australian film man, yes. <laughs> Crikey, and all that. <laughs> but, Mr. Chamberlain, um, this is a very serious call. I wanted oh. to... Okay. I wanted to request that you stop asking your listeners to call the church for help, because I cannot handle it anymore. There's very little, if nothing at all, that I can do for most of them. Yeah. And I can't even understand what half of them are saying. Was that, well, then learn English, Mr. Australia man. <laughs> Mr. Chamberlain, this is very serious. Well, for one thing, they speak English in Australia. Oh, that's, okay. oh, that's right. Secondly, I don't know how to deal with the questions that your listeners are asking me on a regular basis. They're confusing. They don't make any sense at all. I think these people need serious help from psychologists or doctors, possibly physical help in a lot of their cases. Okay, all right, all right. All right, I'm sorry, Father. Calm down. I I apologize, and you're right. I will stop. I've been kind of using it as a crutch just to get them off my case because I've been doing this for so many years now. And you're right. Some of these people, I mean, and I'm sorry I'm palming them off on you. And, I, mean, I mean, that's not how really... Do you, how do these people survive, Joe? How do they function I don't know, sir. in the world? I have no idea. Some of them, it's hard to believe they even made it to adulthood. It's, uh, I'm a man of God, and I believe in, in forgiveness and being kind to those that are uh, less fortunate and helping. And I want to help these people. I do, too. But I can't see... How it's even possible I, some of the time. I'm right there with you. A few of them I've recommended seek help at the nearby hospitals and mental uh, health clinics and oh, stuff. Oh, I mean, but that's just. This is beyond anything I was trained for. I know, and same on my end. I, yes. I got these types of calls even from the mental health clinics in the area telling me to stop telling people to go to them, really? too, because. What are you supposed to do? I don't know. I don't know what to do. It's. It's a nightmare I've created for myself with this with this call-in show. I've just drawn them to me, and I'm sorry that I've just been trying to get them away from me. And sometimes that means, I guess, I accidentally like make other people's lives worse in the process of trying to improve my own situation. Well, Joe, I really I appreciate this apology. I appreciate that you you understand it. Okay. And I'm I thank you uh, for trying in the future to not do that because I will I will I don't know what to do I mean I've prayed and prayed and I will pray for you okay because I feel that you're this, this is something that's going to haunt you for a long time oh god and I know I feel so sorry for you because it's just the small taste of it that I've had has nearly driven me to madness at points <sighs> only with the help of God that has come through it so I I will pray for you friend and I'm sorry but God bless you. 
Thank you for hearing me out. Oh, thank you, Father, and I appreciate that. And yes, I will stop sending people your way. So if you're listening to this right now, people, um, leave the leave Father. What would you? Oh, Dundee, <laughs> Dundee. <laughs> leave Father Dundee alone. That is not a knife that he has. <laughs> That's a cross, a crucifix that he wears, and he's a good man. Just trying to help out. If you have, if you need spiritual guidance from him, well, no, forget that. I don't want to. Just don't call him at all, okay? I don't know what to say because I mean, people should feel like they can go to a priest if they need help, but I don't want him to be swamped by these weirdos because I know the feeling, and I don't want him to be, have to go through this. He didn't choose it. I chose it. It's my cross to bear, I guess. <laughs> pun intended. Accidentally, pun intended, I guess. But anyways, okay, well, I guess I guess we're getting close to the end of the show, so that's a good point to call it. Um, next week, we're going to have a fun Halloween show for you, so tune in next week for uh, on Halloween night. All right. Good night, everyone. Have a good week leading up to Halloween. Enjoy yourself. Have a good time. We'll see you next week. All right. Well, what did you think of that episode? You you can't respond to me because this is only a one-way communication but i hope you liked it that was a it was kind of an interesting visit to the set of meat cleaver five and i'm i'm sorry i got the director neil heiner fired he was upset with me and um i never did get that screener for Isle of the girl eaters that that other movie he made in guam but i did eventually see it years later and it wasn't anything special it was kind of boring actually um, it's about this uh, this hotel, and they were killing and eating girls. And it, I don't know, that's not really my cup of tea. I more prefer like head splitting and stuff like that, like in the Meat Cleaver series. Not like the <clears throat> all that grotesque cannibal stuff that they always got in those Italian movies. I'm not, I'm not into that. Anyways, uh, I hope everyone out there is having a good Halloween time of year, and I hope you have a good Halloween tonight, unless you're listening to this after Halloween, in which I hope you had a good Halloween when you had Halloween. It, it's the best time of year, as far as I'm concerned. Um, well, I don't know. I like Christmas, too. But it's more its more fun to, like, you know, jump out from behind the bush dressed up as a, an evil monster and make them think they're going to die, even just for a split second. That's more fun, I think, than... Uh, wishing like goodwill onto man and all that christmas stuff so anyways um i think that's all i got to say i'll be back soon with another episode of category unknown presented by sparkling joe chamberlain and i hope that you'll tune in for that episode too uh, i hope everyone had a good halloween and i will talk to you next time Sparkling Joe Chamberlain was written and performed by Timmy Kekraft and is copyright 2019 by Timmy Kekraft. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs>